This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you're not a footballer, you can, you can I don't know, you think about maybe a year or two to change countries, whatever, but football, you have one day. Penalty! That is a massive decision! I'm with Gianfranco Zola. I feel that Knockhart is looking for this penalty. Penalty, 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 penalty. Knockhart takes, Almunia saves, Knockhart follows in. Almunia saves again, Almunia saves again, Almunia saves again. Now here come Watford, now here come Watford, now here come Watford. Forestieri, here's Hawk, Dini! Do not scratch your eyes, do not scratch your eyes, do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Our special guest today is Alman Abdi. Good morning, Alman. Good morning, everyone. Hi. How, How are, are you? you, Alman? You well? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Very well. Good Yourself? stuff. Yeah, well, you're going to have to excuse my voice today. Um, I, there was a bit of shouting that occurred over the weekend. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but look, on that, just very quickly, we've got to mention it. We're back in the Premier League. Have you been keeping an eye on uh, Watford in the Championship? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, it's sometimes tough to watch the games, but I definitely follow uh, every result, every game. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really thrilled that uh, Watford um, is in the Premier League again uh, after one year. So I'm really happy for players and especially for the fans I think they deserve it to be back back up there yeah no definitely yeah so thank you for that but uh, you're going to have to just excuse my voice I'll I'll try my best and hopefully it it hangs on I think it's all right. I think it's, right. it's quite husky. J- Justin quite likes it. I think it's, yeah, it makes it sound sexy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Alma, just um, just talk us through. I mean, obviously, like, you know, we've, we we know where you came from. You were part of um, sort of the Udinese yeah. influx of, of players at, at a time, a, a strange time for Watford, I guess, when, when we look back at it now, where we, we kind of just had all these players turning up. And I remember being at Crystal Palace, all these names on the sheet, you know, Matty Vidra, yourself. It was just like wow is this going to work is it just from your point of view how how did it all happen how did it sort of come about well it, it went pretty quick I remember that uh, in that summer I think uh, the Potter family bought, um, bought a club and uh, introduced Gianfranco Zola as, as a head coach so uh, yeah and I think well I was one of the first ones with uh, with Vidra and Pudil to join Buffalo of course you think like is it going to work I mean it's a different league different mentality different style of football but uh, it actually it worked pretty well from the beginning and 
and um, yeah, I enjoyed my time there so much. And uh, I remember the first season was so great, and uh, unfortunately we couldn't make it in the end. But anyway, it was it was such a good season. Yeah, it was. It was a, a tremendous season. We and we started so well um, in that season. And you were you were a player that I think at the time you were you were kind of like a Rolls Royce. You just sort of used to glide around the pitch, <laughs> just and it was like we, we've never had players like this at Watford. And, and for mm-hmm. for us fans, it was like why is this guy here? And it really was. It was like, why is he here? He could, he could be playing in the in the in the Premier League quite comfortably, you know. What was uh, Gianfranco Zola like to work with? What what was you know what was his sort of qualities as a as a manager? Oh, he was great. He, uh, I had a really good relationship with him, especially. Uh, yeah, first he's a he's a great guy. I mean, a great uh, he's a legend at Chelsea, and obviously it was uh, you know an honor for every player to to work with him. And also, you know, he he was he was always um, up for a laugh, but also he knew when when to be very serious, and and you know when we didn't have a good games, so he he could also like you know uh, yeah shout as well. So I think he had a very good mix of like being a nice guy, being like uh, you know kind of like a friend, but then being also like a you know a respected person respected manager so yeah, yeah. we Everyone really enjoyed the time there with uh, Gianfranco Zola. Could he still play? Could he get involved in training? Well, he, he did play sometimes, and uh, funny enough, he was always the best in training then. <laughs> <laughs> funny that, yeah, yeah, funny that, yeah. He's, he's, he's been, he's, he has done it and seen it, I guess. Is is there any kind of um, when you look back at that that first season? I know, like you just said, it, it, we didn't really make it at the end, uh, and I know there's a particular game that we'll come on to. But is there really like a, a recipe that you, you look back in that team, or, or or certain players that kind of made it all click together, or is it just that you know kind of a mindset that you all had? I think everything a little bit. First of all, I think we had a good mix of like young and older players, experienced players, but also very like many young players, also many. Uh, good English uh, young players. Um, I remember uh, Nathaniel Chalaba was like, what, 17, 18? I don't remember how old he was, but uh, when he came, he was really young. So like, yeah, like I said, we had some good experienced guys from abroad as well, from Italy, which had like already, you know, played Champions League. I'm talking about Cassetti or whatever. Oh, he was brilliant yeah. to watch. I yeah, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think we had a really good mix of players. And also like, I don't know, no one really expected something from us in the first season. So because it was like everything new and everyone thought like, oh, this team will need at least two, three years to to grow together. But uh, like I said, uh, with this freedom to play, uh, yeah, we, we did a great season. And uh, yeah, I remember, I think, yeah, I enjoyed it so much. And um, But um, maybe in the end, it was good that we didn't go up. Maybe it would have been one, two years too early. We haven't actually spoken to anybody involved in that yeah. game. We've spoken to the commentator of yeah. that game, but nobody there was actually playing. What was it like to play in that match? You mean uh, that, Palace or, Pre- or Leicester? The, Leicester. <laughs> Leicester, yeah. The Leicester said about Palace. We're not going to talk about Palace. Let's talk about Leicester. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, it's crazy. I mean, it's the craziest moment in my career, definitely. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's football and, and these emotions. I remember these emotions from the fans and like, oh, it's just 
just brilliant uh, going for a penalty in like what 20 30 seconds scoring the um, winning goal and obviously yeah it's it's crazy and uh, we there was such a such a you know relief such a such a great feeling to to be able to to have made it and to be able to play uh, the player final at Wembley I mean it was a thing to watch from the stands I can tell you I can only imagine what it was like on the pitch it was madness absolutely yeah, madness it, it was madness yeah <laughs> knockout um, is, is still very much welcomed at Vicarage Road whenever he comes back <laughs> I can always we always give it. We always give him our best. Bless him. <laughs> <laughs> but just, um, I, I guess we we have got a touch on it. I guess just going on of it to the to the final wasn't our day. You know, um, I remember it being so hot that day as well. But it, we we just, I don't know if it was kind of Palace were that little bit better than us on the on the day, or we were a little bit overwhelmed. We'd kind of like had our final in that that previous game. If that if that makes sense, can you kind of put your finger on what happened that day, or was it just that it wasn't? It wasn't our day. Yeah, first of all, it wasn't our day. I, I, I remember we we didn't create much. We had difficulties to yeah to do our games, to play our games. I think Palace did very well, um, but in the end, it was zero zero until the hundred what fourteenth or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. we didn't play well. So yeah, I mean on a slightly better day we could have made it but uh, yeah this is how, how it is like first you have this game and this experience against Leicester and then two weeks later you you lose a final I remember when I came in and saw one half in yellow one half in dark blue and oh, dark blue red it was so wow like I literally it, it was it was crazy it was such a you know I've never experienced this before like playing at Wembley yeah front of 80,000 it was um, and it, we felt so bad to to have like disappointed everyone who was yeah, no, look, it, and I think you just touched on it. I think honestly and truthfully, in the long run, um, it, it was the right thing to happen. I don't think yeah. we would have, you know, I, I personally, if we'd gone up that season, would we have stayed up? Who knows? Exactly. You, know, you can yeah. never say, but I think that the, the following season, we were so galvanised in, in, into, you know, what, what we wanted to do and what we wanted to achieve. Just just moving it on slightly, um, Mr. Yukanovic came in a, a kind of, unknown I guess which which Watford tend to do at the moment you know Gianfranco Zola I guess was kind of the last sort of big name yeah. If, yeah. if you want what was what was his kind of what what were the players thinking when this this guy comes in from you know no nobody really knows anything about him is it a, 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 obviously you're all professionals you have to get on board but is there a sort of thing around the club where you kind of go you know what's this guy going to bring we just had Gianfranco Zola what, what what's yeah. he going to do it was it was such a strange season I remember because uh, in the beginning it was uh, Giuseppe Sanino yeah which uh, yeah he was an Italian passionate uh, you know proper Italian manager and yeah we we were doing quite well with him I think we were like leader in the championship and then he left uh, that was a big surprise and then I remember Oscar Garcia came but then because of his health he couldn't uh, yeah, continue it was, it was such a strange, strange, strange season, season and, wasn't it yeah. and then Billy what was his name Billy McKinley yeah Billy McKinley came in for like what two weeks and then yeah. suddenly <laughs> I remember it was it was it was after international break we came back to training and then suddenly again a new manager I was like what's happening here <laughs> like yeah that's crazy uh, because you know players you know you you don't get involved in those um, in those things and then i remember he came in first day and uh, but it's it's from the beginning it worked re- really well because i really liked um, the style of play of your mr Kanovic and um we had a 
tough uh, first couple of games, I think until like November, December. But from then on, we we didn't lose many more games. No, I mean, I mean, but the one game for me was away at Fulham. It, it's Friday night. I was there, and we absolutely destroyed them. Uh, <laughs> and you were you were different <clears throat> class that night. Scored a worldie actually, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. curled one into the yeah into the, the the top corner. But I guess like just sort of drawing back onto that slightly, that that must be so unsettling for players. And I know players. And, and all the players that we've spoken to, they don't get involved with what goes on upstairs. But you must be scratching your heads in the in the change room because players obviously talk to each other. You know, they, they, they're friends outside of football. Yeah. As well. You must be saying like, uh, "What have we? What are we doing? You know, what? Yeah. This is absolute craziness." You know, especially as you say, you've gone on international break to play for Switzerland. You come back and you've got a different guy in the office. It's like, okay. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's more incredible to think that what we actually went on to achieve in a strange way. At the time, I remember thinking this is this is bonkers. And I, and I said it at the beginning of this season. Currently, I said this is bonkers. What for the changing managers like I change shoes? It's just it's just unbelievable. But then we find ourselves in a very similar situation. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is from the outside looking in that the, the, the Pozzo's um, formula must look bizarre to football fans from mm-hmm. from another club. But I, I just wanted you to explain what it's like to be in that. Is it is it what works about it? What what is it as a player that makes everyone settled and just get on with their jobs? Well, I think football uh, the the last few years, um, yeah, this is how how it works right now. I mean, obviously, I understand it's a lot of business as well. Like we don't know what's happening up there. Like uh, I don't know. People have different opinions and so on. So it doesn't mean that if we're doing well, maybe some other things are not 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 good, not good for for Mr. Pozzo. And um, yeah, also the last few years, um, still Watford has has replaced some managers even this season. And um, yeah, yeah, again, and you got promoted. So yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's that's weird. that's true. Yeah, but I just think it for us, you often wonder how unsettling that is for players just to have this sort of revolving doors of managers all the time. And, and yeah. you sort of think, well, it, it just must be quite unsettling. It's just, it's very odd to watch from the outside. Uh, yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It is, and also like obviously every manager, especially for those players, for example, if um, if they don't play that often or whatever, every time a new manager comes in, you it, it's like a new chance for you. It's like it starts from zero. That's true. Um, this is this is good, and everyone thinks if everyone has a different philosophy. So in one hand, it can be really good. In the other hand, like yeah, it's unsettling, and uh, like yeah, you sometimes you wish like come on, can can he stay for, for longer than than one year? But this is how it works right now. Now it's for you. You rarely see now managers staying for many years, but um, that's how, that's how it is. Sadly, <laughs> when you were at Watford, you were nicknamed the Professor. Where do you think that name came from? Well, it's actually hard to explain. I I don't know. Like, Mister <laughs> Mister Zola suddenly called me that way. I have no idea why. He he said like I'm I'm the guy in midfield who like. You know, things like a professor who, you know, like, I don't know. So <laughs> and was, suddenly everyone w- was calling me professor or prof uh, in the team as well. So it, it was, was more like, it was Zola it was like a joke. You. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was Franco that gave you that name then. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I still I still need to talk to him about that, but um, yeah, maybe in the future. In that in that season that we got promoted to the to the Premier League, is there a game that stands out for you for you as a performance, or, or maybe you know something that just stands out that, that that you remember from that season? Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned it before the uh, the Fulham away game. Uh, I remember we had four losses in a row before that game, and we were 
under tremendous pressure. I remember we were like, oh my God, if we don't win this game now on Friday, we, we, it's going to be tough because we were like, I don't know, seventh, eighth, whatever. I don't remember. But uh, I think this this game um, started our, our season. From then on, like we kind of like, we built up this 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 confidence, this like, oh, it's really tough to beat Watford, you know? And also we, I think also the philosophy of Mr. Kanovich um, and um, like I said, I think this is, this is the game of the season because in the end there's always one game if you if you win it you know like it's it's very important for for later for the future and if you lose it the, the other way so definitely this game obviously we had we had other good games towards the end of the season where we had tough tough games but um we we won them so i also remember a game i think it was away at bolton which was a particularly tough game and we, and we came back for i think troy scored a couple of goals that day but yeah you, you're right in what you said there's a there's a few games that when you look back at it you think oh if that had gone the other way that result yeah. that, that whole that whole run could have not not exactly. even started exactly. yeah so no 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 it's a, it's a fair point so so just just to go to continue on with that theme uh, for a second album so momentum is really important you think when it comes to achievements it's all about momentum because you were saying perhaps if we lost that Fulham game that could have been a really catastrophic thing is, is momentum really important yeah yeah it is I mean uh, you know how football is sometimes you can have a really good day play really well but the luck is not on your side and uh, and then you have, you can have other 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 games as well where you didn't don't deserve to win mm. especially like I said uh, we want we lost four, four games in a row and I remember we were like yeah we're like what should we do like um, the managers tried everything and then from then on we really showed what we we're capable of yeah. um, because we had a great team like great uh, great individual players but we just couldn't show it on the on the pitch yeah. until then and then like I said who knows what would have happened if we didn't um, thrash them but um, like we <laughs> did and um, it was yeah. a thrashing definitely yeah it, it was a thrashing yeah I'm going to take you to a, to a special day now Alman if I may um, we've just beaten Brighton uh, away just to um, to confirm so we're, we're away at Brighton the fans are in party moods but we don't know if we're promoted now me on, on this particular day I was I was in the car on the way back to Watford after seeing this you were on a coach when you found out just take me inside in, inside that coach um, just to um to, to, to put in perspective what it was like with the boys when you found out honestly we honestly speaking I wasn't in a coach I was in in, in a car with uh, extra because like I think we were off the next two days or whatever and we could drive home with our own car so I wasn't got you unfortunately in this in this coach because I would have liked to be no but I've seen uh, videos after and uh, obviously I, I found out also on the way home um, to Watford and everyone was like so, so happy. And uh, yeah, it, it was just um, an amazing feeling to be able to you know, finally go up. Uh, we fully deserve it. And then the only thing we were thinking of is like, just go home, get changed and go to party. <laughs> so <laughs> Yes, <Fantastic>. yes. <laughs> I, 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 did, I do remember seeing you from a distance. There were so many thousands <laughs> of people in the town centre. It was it was absolute chaos. And, and you guys were in the... Uh, an Italian restaurant, I think, as I remember it anyway, celebrating and, and uh, Troy was Troy was front and centre of those celebrations with, with, <laughs> with, with the champagne. Did you ever hear of, about Watford before, you know, when you were a, a younger player or playing in Udinese? Did you ever know what Watford was or even where Watford was? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, not when I was, uh, when I was uh, little, but 
honestly speaking, before I, you know, before I, I knew, okay, I, it could be a possibility to go to Watford. I didn't know um, much about um, about yeah. Watford, especially about Championship, because obviously, you know, when you're abroad, when you're wherever you are, you mostly uh, watch um, watch the Premier League and not the Championship. And yeah, I remember I was in Udine and um, yeah, when they bought the club, Gianfranco Zola was there. But I uh, I had one day to decide if I should go or not. So we, imagine that changing country, and I had one day time. So but for yeah. me, That's it mad. felt right. It felt right from the first moment. I spoke to Gianfranco on the phone and um, there was not much to think about. I just wanted to go and just as an experience, even though I yeah, I went from the Serie A to, to the Championship. So for me, it was never a question. I, I wanted to go and it was definitely the right decision. So when you've got one day 100%. to make a decision like that, literally one day, I mean, is it just a case of, right, pack up and, and go? Or is what happens? Yeah, I mean, you can imagine. You're, you're there in Italy, living there, playing there, and suddenly you you've speak. Got your, your, you've got to tell your wife or your girlfriend or whoever, you know, you're moving to England. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, you know, you, you have a wife and then, then she needs to be, she needs to agree as well. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's weird because that's, that's how... It, how it goes if you're not a footballer you can you can i don't know you think about maybe a year or two to change countries whatever but football you have one day so it's it's just like a, a decision you know from your i don't know yeah from your heart maybe i don't know like you, you just think is it the right the choice and then you just you have to decide and uh, for me yeah i didn't want to stay there anymore but and i've heard from many that's like English football, um, it's it's great, and um, well, especially when Zola when Zola spoke, spoke to me, he really convinced me to to go there. And it's it's close to London, and uh, well, I was going to say, what what was the biggest difference between Syria R and uh, the Championship? Uh, well, the biggest difference, everything was different. So Syria is just it's a different style of football. A lot, loads of tactics. I remember um, being in training in Italy. It's just like fifty percent of training is just tactics. Yeah. Um, it's less, much less intensity, but um, yeah, tactic-wise, they are really good, and it's really hard to score there. It's a tough league to play, but uh, other hand, in England, especially Championship, is is very physical, and um, yeah. Yeah, but it really depends on which team you play. Obviously, like we had, um, uh, we had a really good style of play, uh, but then obviously on a rainy Tuesday night in wherever. I'm just saying something. Honestly, wherever it's zero degrees, it's not easy. So yeah, yeah. And, and and some of the pitches are like you know they're not exactly flattened. It, it can be a bit to to try and play pretty football, like you just said on a Tuesday night in Barnsley when the wind's coming in at hundred miles an hour from exactly. Yeah, yeah. So no, I I, I get that. I completely get that. I, I guess now I kind of take you to the to the Premier League, um, and then now. For the Premier League, obviously, there's, again, change from the Championship. You know, people talk about there, there being a gap between the Championship and the, and the Premier League. What was your what was your kind of feeling about your, your time in, in the Premier League? Because if I'm right in saying, were you play? I seem to recall, correct me if I'm wrong, that you were out of position quite a lot of times. You weren't always in your natural position. Uh, yeah, the whole season, actually. But yeah. the, the thing was that um, Kiki Sanchez-Flores, he... Um, we used to play like a four four two or four four one one, and uh, obviously uh, we had Kapu and Tukur in the middle. So I, most of the time, I played either on the right side or the left side. Even though I wasn't a wing, I was like more like inside and stuff. But I still, it's still not my position. But obviously, I just wanted to play. I, I I did everything to help the team, even though it wasn't my position. But 
yeah, it was um, above all, it was a great, great season for us. Great experience to to play in the Premier League, uh, which is so different in the Championship in terms of like, yeah, when you've got the ball, you have more time in the Premier League than in Championship. But if they've got the ball, it's really tough because they have so much more quality than Championship teams. So it's very different. No, definitely. Is there is there a player that you remember playing against that you thought, wow, this, this is now, we're in the real big time now? Yeah, I remember a few, but... One of them was for sure David Silva or Özil, Sanchez. Even though, yeah, I played with Sanchez in Udine, but... Uh, Udinese, yeah. Yeah, but he, he, he was different class there. And all Özil as well. And um, yeah, sometimes you play against them and you think like, wow, do they ever make, make mistakes? Like, are they humans? But anyway, we did we did really well for the first season, I think. And uh, we were quite comfortable in on the table. So, yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, no, there was some there was some big wins, you know, beating Liverpool at home. Um, I remember a goal you scored at um, Stoke City where, yeah, you, you kind of ran and and that was a, that was a strange goal because from where I we were behind the goal and it was almost like you you kind of flicked it with your foot but the power yeah. you got on it was incredible it was like wow yeah. but yeah that 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 was a, that was a special day I want to talk very quickly about injuries because I think me and you suffered or have suffered with the same injury which is why I couldn't play football which was a, a problem with the sole of your foot yeah yeah um, plantus I can't remember the that's it yeah so so I I suffered with the same thing so it. It's basically a very painful... You were out for quite a long time with that, weren't you? It was seven months, six months, maybe? Yeah, even if I don't remember exactly because it was one of those injuries that like, you're out for maybe three weeks and you come back to training, try it out again. It was like maybe like 15 times and it was mentally just draining because like it's not it's not like if you I don't know if you do if you break a bone or if you do a crucial ligament or whatever or meniscus then you know you're going to be out for that long and then you you're going to come back stronger but this was like such a pain I mean yeah you know it yeah every more every morning when you when I woke up it was like I couldn't step on my foot um, for a while and I um yeah, it was a really difficult time for me personally because I tried everything. I went to doctors in Switzerland, Italy, Spain, England. Like, I tried everything. Finally, got better in the end after seven, eight months. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Yeah, very, very bad. Do not scratch your eyes! Um, just very quickly, I mean, obviously... Um... You know, we, we get to the end of, of, of when you, you know, you, you kind of leave Watford. And, and I'll be honest that people I still talk to now and there's people that when we when we told them that we, we're getting Alman Abdi, we're going to get the chance to speak to Alman Abdi. They're like, my God, does he can he come back and play? Because you were you were such a gifted footballer at the club and you, you don't realise how important to the to the to the fans you were as well because I'm not sure if you know the stat but before um, a free kick that we scored this season you scored our last yeah yeah. Yeah, that's it our our last direct free kick so we've been waiting basically five years (laughs) that's a long time it's a long time it's a long time so you know you you were incredible for us but thank you I just want to touch on on Sheffield Wednesday um, leaving Watford. How how did the how did the move to Wednesday come about, and, and and you leaving Watford? How how did that all happen? Well, again, we're talking about football is business, and uh, I remember it was my last year of my contract, end of, uh, of that season of the first Premier League season, and obviously I I didn't want to leave because I loved I loved being there. I loved um, everything about Watford, and also I felt the appreciation of the people there, of the fans, and which was which was very important for me as well. But 
Um, then, yeah, we, we saw the preseason. I think Mr. Mazzari came, came in as a new manager. And, uh, yeah, it, it was weird because the, the thing is, then again, in preseason, I played like a right wing back or something like that because uh, he played um, 3 5 2. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I had a chat with him. I was like, that's not my position at all. Like, I'm, I'm, I need to be around the box. Uh, but yeah. he said, yeah, it's, we have other players that they, they push, they, they want to play. So for me, it was like, um, yeah, in the end, you know how it is. You have one year left. Um, they want to sell you. So I had this uh, offer from Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Pudil was already there. First year was there. Um, so they only spoke, um, good about uh, Sheffield Wednesday so in the end yeah this is how it happened even though I didn't want to but um, then I got a new contract there in the end that's that's life you know if you knew if you knew before you wouldn't have done it but um, yeah I didn't know it before so I went there and it was it was the wrong decision but yeah that's that's life it happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it happens, and you've got, I suppose, at the time, you've got to make a decision what's right for you, for you, your career, your family, and 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 so forth, haven't you? So yeah. you, you know, you can't look back at it from regret. I mean, one thing I do, I, I kind of look at uh, when I think about Alman Abdi is you retired quite early. Was that was that due to injuries, or was that just your, you know, you just kind of fell out of love with the game? Yeah, more, more, more this. Yeah, I mean, uh, as you can imagine, I had three years in Sheffield and. Um, they were not great at all. Um, yeah, uh, I had maybe six six good months, and then I had my my injury um, on my knee, and also the relationship with um, Carlos Carvajal wasn't the greatest. Um, I don't know. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel um, yeah. Even though the fans were great, Sheffield uh, Wednesday fans, a massive club. The fans were always nice to me. They always thought like, um, yeah, but in the end you lose, you lose confidence, you lose passion, you lose, you lose the love. If you don't play and you think, I, I think I could help the team, uh, but I never played. Um, in the end, it's also my decision as well. Uh, it's my, my fault as well because I, I didn't perform, perform how, how I, how I was supposed to, how I should. Um, and this is how it happens. Then my first injury, I was out for a couple of months and then I had difficulties to come back and then we changed manager and then I completely yeah, lost it. And then uh, I decided with my, with my girlfriend that, um, yeah, I, I just want to, just want to quit. Maybe it was a yeah quick decision, but, uh, I, it was in my mind for a while. So that's why, yeah, mm. I decided no, that's you know all, all credit to you. I think um, I think that that must be hard, you know, trying to trying to you, knowing what you you're capable of and not being able to to, to get there. That must be, that must be very frustrating and something you know I completely understand. But following you on Instagram, there was a period obviously before COVID. You were everywhere. You were traveling the world. You were. <laughs> You were like in every country I, I, I can think of um, yourself and your, is it your, it's your wife, isn't it? It's my girlfriend. We're not married. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you, you were, you were all over the place. So what was it? Just a case of, I tell you what, let's just go and see, let's just go and see the world. Yeah. I think I just needed some, um, I, first of all, I love traveling. I love seeing new places, new cultures, uh, this is what I love is my passion. And, uh, you, you speak a few languages as well. So that probably helps. Yeah, it does. It does. I speak five languages. So in the end, now I'm on the sixth because my girlfriend is Swedish. So yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's something that I'm very interested in. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, when you're a footballer is, um, we've got loads of free time and everyone thinks like, oh, it's such a nice life. It is a nice life. But in the other hand, like you are kind of like, um, 
whatever they tell you you have to do. It's not like in a normal job. You're going to say, like, you know what, I'm just take holidays a week. You can't do that as football. So kind of like I had the feeling I have to do this. I have to go away for a long time to just like, you know, um, don't think about football, don't think about anything. I did. I, I think I didn't, didn't watch a football game for like six months, wow. not a single one. Wow. And that never happened since I can think of, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. So it was kind of like, you know, um, you know, I felt free again and um and then yeah, we traveled and then she got pregnant and then COVID and then we had to come back and um yeah, and now we're back in Switzerland. Nice. Well, so. Congratulations uh, on that. that Thank you. Uh, yeah, fantastic. What's um what's Alman Abdi up to now? Any plans to get back into football? What you know, work wise, what 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 are you what are you doing? There? It's it's still open, very open. I mean, um, it's been a crazy year, I guess. So for everyone in the world, uh, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. I could see me in football, but I didn't decide that yet. I could see me somewhere else. Um, I have a few few other things, few other projects that I'm thinking of. But at the moment, I'm just enjoying my my family and my son. And this is like um, you know the best gift you, you can have as a dad to be to be off and to just be be there for him every day. And um, yeah, this is what I my my job is being dad at the moment. That's good. That's the best job in the world, mate. <laughs> exactly. Best job in the world. That is <laughs> definitely yeah, exactly. Definitely. It's been absolutely fabulous having you on. Um, it's, it's, it's thank you, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, We're always brilliant really appreciative of anybody that will come on and talk to us. And you're definitely the most modern player. Uh, I'd say that we've spoken to. We haven't spoken to many people, uh, certainly from the, the the more recent years. So it's been absolutely yeah. fantastic having you on, uh, Carl. And I always thank whoever comes on for playing for the team, uh, for wearing the yellow and for giving it their all. And you definitely did that. You know, you're a, an amazing player. And um, thank yeah, thank you very much for joining us. It's been good. No worries. No, thank you very much, guys. And uh, good luck in the Premier League. Thank uh, you. Thanks, Alman. Oh, you're, you're always welcome back at Vicarage Road. I've got a yeah, spare seat. Uh, it's it's tough at the moment. To travel to England so yeah I know I know but yeah no look um, best of luck with with you know whatever you've got going on and in, in, enjoy your family mate it's, it's superb well done thank you cheers have a nice day thank All you the best, my friend cheers bye 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 thank you bye Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around you got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.